0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hot Seat Fantasy Sports Podcast. The only podcast that had as many points in the second half as Saquon Barkley. So uh, let's get started today. We did something a little different this week. We had our first uh, our first FanDuel tournaments that we, we talked about doing them. We did a beta test the week before, and we actually went wide with this one. Uh, the tournament itself filled up in 34 seconds, which was pretty awesome. Uh, we'll expand it a little, a little more for you guys next week. But uh, with us tonight, we have this the inaugural... Hot Seat Podcast FanDuel Contest first winner, Keith Field. Welcome to the show, buddy.
1: Thanks, John. Pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, um, you know, I thought I was going to be able to hold you off, but just Adam Thielen was a little bit too much for me. Yeah, ended up putting up 144 points. Um, Another one of our listeners had 136. I came in third with 135, and I believe Mike and Jimmy were fifth and sixth. So not Fourth and fifth. Fourth and fifth, okay. Not, not a bad yep. show from from the guys that supposedly know what we're talking about.
2: Better than <laughs> I thought, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, full transparency, Jimmy and I sat in the uh, hot seat studios and watched a little bit of the Giants-Eagles game, and we looked at Mike's FanDuel lineup and we're like, there was one guy that didn't play in that
3: game. <laughs> So
0: we're like, well, we'll know if Mike's going to win this by the end of the, by the end of the ha- end of the first half, I guess, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I had high expectations for that game. It uh it looked good to begin. I mean, 30 points from Saquon in the first half. I thought I was well on my way, but uh it didn't end so well. I so. I probably
0: ran more yards back and forth to the fridge getting beers for us than he did the entire second half.
3: <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not I'm not even joking. Uh
0: you know, I have Saquon in a couple of legs and I'm like, "Wow, I'm off to a great start. 30 points at half." And then I look halfway through the third quarter and I have 29 points. I'm like, wait, a second, what? What is going on here? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so Keith, why don't you, uh, why don't you uh, go into your roster a little bit to give us some of your thought process behind, uh, building the winning lineup this week.
1: Um, well, with the, uh, a ton of injuries to, uh, running backs going on, I right away hopped on, uh, Gus Edwards, uh, Josh Adams and, uh, Breda, um, I took those guys right off the bat. They were low salaries, and I was just going to build my team around that. Otherwise, I knew I'd I have a ton of money for wide receivers, a uh, ton of money for a quarterback, and um, I even took the top defense. I, I think the Ravens were actually the second highest salary, but um, that worked out the best. Um, Andrew Luck, I rode that guy all year long. He's had, like, eight straight games with three touchdowns. He's guaranteed points every single week He
0: yeah he 's been he 's been in, in in standard scoring leagues like yearly leagues he 's been a thirty point a week guy
1: yeah and and hey eagles good job letting frank right go like you, you got to pay him the money or something the guy goes to Indianapolis takes this dead team that can 't do anything and now they 're an offensive powerhouse and now the Eagles are scrambling and can 't figure anything out but Doug-
0: has Andrew luck thrown a touchdown to somebody other than a tight end in the last seven weeks?
1: yeah T.Y. Hilton had a
3: pretty good week last week, but yes you are very, well t y very Hilton
0: can't that. play me every week
3: thats <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 jack doyle
0: Jack Doyle with a touchdown last week, ebron with two more or Abron as he's called now what is it with these guys changing the way their names are said it's just who cares
3: stop. makes it stop for them Prono- pronounce it however you want well so keith Keith touched on something there that i that it's something that I
0: try to do and then I always fall in love with the big names at running back. Running back is if you can get those guys, you got Gus Bus, he started, I think Josh Adams is another guy that I've been I've been plugging all year just saying he needed to get his chance. And then um Matt Breda, who is having a really solid year. He got them all for under six grand. Like not not yeah. total, but they were all salaried under six thousand dollars. So, you know, you look at the top running backs on the on the board last week, ten thousand dollars. So, basically, he's doing a two-for-one there. You know, he's buy one, get one free, basically.
1: It, those guys are going to play, and they're going to get their touches. These teams need these guys. So, I mean, th- yes, they could have 15 carries for 60 yards and do nothing. But odds are they're going to get a shot to get a touchdown. And I'd rather have a more guaranteed pick like Adam Thielen and, and that bum Odell Beckham who uh, – <laughs> like, the guy, the guy's supposed to throw up these massive numbers against a terrible defense with no cornerbacks. And he doesn't like he has five catches for ninety yards. It's so average. I mean,
0: but. guy, ca- guy covering him wasn't even in the NFL last week, right.
1: and yeah. the
0: game plan was completely garbage for the Giants. Like, how are you not attacking that guy? Right, and a lot play of us up to like play up a, to play.
2: A lot of us like though, though, like you said, Johnny. Before he owns the Eagles, even when they have are fully staffed, the quarterback. Yeah. it should have been much easier for him. So.
0: Yeah, I think I think a lot of us made the mistake of putting Odell in our in our lineups this week. I mean. I had him in mind. Yep. I, I had him in mind, too. You, you look at the – you look at what he's done to the Eagles historically. You know, it's the, it's the game you can count on Odell going off every year. He has. You know, two twice a year he's gone over 100 and, and been in the end zone against the Eagles. And it just didn't happen this week. And nothing really came to, came out for that Giants game plan. But anyway, so, uh, Keith, go into uh, your wide receiver
1: picks a little bit for me. All right. Um Adam Thielen, another guy I just ride with all year long. And first of all, as a Packers fan, I understand that the top receiver will catch 10 balls, a touchdown, and at least 160 yards every single time, no matter who they're playing. That, and and right. then you put Adam Thielen out there, and that guy's just going to torch them. Stefan yep. getting a couple touches early in that game really opened things up for Thielen, though, so that worked out well. Um, like I said, I had Odell. Uh, as far as pass catchers go, I, I I picked up George Kittle and um and uh, Dante Pettis, both for the 49ers. Yeah, the offense isn't great, but somebody, like I said, somebody's got to catch the ball. Pettis was lucky with, um, to get into the end zone, and I figured Kittle would be nonstop getting targets, but he really, he was kind of more disappointing than anything.
3: Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what, for $100 more, you could have had Zach Ertz, who had 10 more points, and that's, that's who I was all over this week. I, I, I can tell you right now, Zach Gertz was the one guy I think that I built my roster around. Um, obviously, I built it around all the Eagles and Giants, but um, he was one of the first names I put in because I wanted to be sure to have that guaranteed point total because I, I figured he was going to go off this week. Well,
0: I went, I went into this week building my DFS lineups, building it around one player. I won it Saquon Barkley in my lineups this week. And the Eagles are historically good against the run. Even better against the Giants. It was just something about wanting that player in my lineup this week, and it looked like it was going to pay off. It did pay off huge, but it looked like it was going to be so much better than it turned out. But you know, um, maybe Keith could take some of his winnings from the FanDuel tournament and get a new phone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, just dropping out and talking about
1: that.
0: Yeah, Um, no, but like I, I do like I do like what Keith did. He went. He went to the value aisle in the supermarket first and he got all the necessities and then he went to the luxury aisles and splurged so it's great like he filled his cart with out in the in in the value section he really did and then he right. had enough left in his budget to really go buy those big ticket items
3: yeah so I really I really like that he spent the money on quarterback it's something that I've been trying to do more often in my DFS lineups the last couple of weeks and it's been panning out for the most part um with this particular lineup, I didn't do that. I tried to go with Eli Manning and uh, and spend a little bit elsewhere, knowing that I was gonna spend up on Zach Ertz. And uh, just like you, John, I wanted Saquon Barkley in my lineup this week. And for nine grand, you gotta save somewhere. So yeah. uh, that's that's where I did it. I, I decided to go with uh, with Eli and just stack it up somehow.
0: And now now here's the thing. And this is where this is where DFS is so different for me. Like I've been talking since show one of how streaming quarterback is the way to go in fantasy football. Well, that's for a yearly league. And sometimes where I get caught up is I don't pay enough attention to quarterback in DFS. Cause I'm worried. I'm still treating it as if it, as if it's my draft team. Right. Well, no, in DFS, you go where the points are. And, you know, quite frankly, the bulk of your points come for your quarterback. So don't be afraid to spend a little bit extra to get that guy that's going to throw throw three fifty and three touchdowns.
2: Yeah, I hear you, John. <laughs> I've made the same mistake too, where I haven't want to pay for homes. Like sometimes I feel like that price tag is 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 too high. But then guy throws three or four touchdowns every week, and you look back and you go, "Well, should have just paid for him." And then because some of the other guys that I stretched on or skipped on didn't do anything anyway. So, yeah, it's a smart move. I'm looking forward to that this week, right? Giving uh golf and Mahomes back. I'm going to give uh probably both shot in different leagues. That yeah. Comes.
0: Well, I mean, and then, uh, so yeah, Keith, Keith wraps up the, uh, the first hot seat uh, fan duel contest. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I wasn't expecting it to fill up as fast as it, as it did. So that, that was pretty cool. Um anything else you want to touch on with uh, how you built your lineup, Keith, or did you pretty much hit it all?
1: No, I um like I said, the uh I, I really just targeted who was out and uh their backups and uh like Pierre Garcon not playing and Marquise Goodwin out. Like there's somebody's gotta get the ball. I know Nick Mullins is throwing the ball, but he hasn't been awful. Um so I just I just followed the uh the formula of just grabbing the low-salary uh, low, low salary guys and just having a ton of money to play with with um, and knowing that I'll get some kind of production out of these guys. There's, there's times when you fill a team with a, a whole bunch of high-salary guys and then you throw in uh, Mercedes Lewis, like the third-string tight end for the Packers, and you're like, all right, there's quite some points. But yeah. Um, yeah, it worked out well.
0: <laughs> yeah, so a funny story. You said Nick Mullins hasn't been horrible. Um, I actually had to start Nick Mullins in a must-win game for me this week in one of my legs. Uh, I had be- I had Pat Mahomes on by, and I had traded Matt Ryan earlier in the year, and my backup quarterback was Alex Smith, and he broke his leg. So uh, yeah, I had to. I tried to pick up Jameis Winston, but somebody dropped their entire fab on Jameis Winston, and then <laughs> and then uh, I was going back and forth between Lamar Jackson and Nick Mullins. Somebody else bit a little higher on Lamar Jackson, so I got stuck with Nick Mullins. <laughs> and thank God the guy I was playing started Andy Dalton. He broke his thumb, and I won the game.
2: Yeah, the rest is history, huh, John?
0: Yeah. That's well, it didn't, hurt that, it didn't hurt that I had McCaffrey go in there and throw 41 points. So,
3: What a ridiculous week McCaffrey had. Yeah, dude, that, that Carolina-Seattle
0: game in general was just a pretty amazing game. Like, it was back and forth, to- tons of playoff implications in that game, too. Right now, I believe uh, Seattle put themselves right there with Carolina for that wild-card spot, both at 6-5. and five. Uh, Russell Wilson looks like he's back to playing Russell Wilson football. The Cam Newton looked good. Christian McCaffrey looked great. Uh, both defenses looked like they couldn't stop a high school team. So, uh, I mean, what were some of your takeaways from this weekend, action, guys?
3: Mike, why, why don't you get us started? You know, the, the first thing that surprised me is, is that – it's just like you said, Seattle came to play. Um, usually a West Coast team uh, traveling across the country like that uh, on a 1 o'clock start, you're usually looking at bad news. And I guess it's uh, it just didn't matter. Pete Carroll had his team ready to go. They have a really good game plan there. And, uh, you know, Schottenheimer seems to have a, 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 like a really good plan of running the football and protecting Russell Wilson. But just like this is the key. Again, like you said, Russell Wilson football, Right. He ran the ball much more against Carolina, and he used his wide receivers a lot more against Carolina. So it was uh, a very good day overall, very balanced attack. And, uh, you know, unless your name is uh, Doug Baldwin, you're pretty happy uh, to be in that offense right now.
0: Well, let's talk about the other side of that game. Carolina, three straight losses, horrible home loss to, a like you said, a team coming from the West Coast time zone playing a 1 o'clock game. You know, this was a team we were talking about a couple of weeks ago is potentially – you know,
3: looking to make a deep making run, a deep late, playoff run. You know, now we're the dark horse.
0: Now they just need to worry about sneaking into the playoffs back door in the playoffs.
3: I mean that that game against Detroit is is the most egregious by far. I mean, just to be in the position you are in, and then to make the decision that you make at the end of that game, uh, both both things, both both things are errors in my mind. Like you should not be in a, in a position to have to tie Detroit with seconds remaining in a game, and then. Make a dumb decision of going for two. Uh, yeah,
0: I mean this. I had I texted you guys. The, I think after that, I think uh, going for two is the new drunk island for an NFL head coach. Is you know, it seems like a great idea when you're doing it, and then nine times out of ten, it backfires on you. You know, and every now and then, it works, and you feel pretty
3: good about it. But. <laughs> yeah, but that I don't know. It, it, all I can say is that, um, just like you said, for Carolina. Uh, the one good thing that you take out of this game is that DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey, the two young, uh, you know, two young offensive players on that team, really showed up. They played really, really well. As, seeing DJ Moore play well in two games in a row is awesome. Uh, it makes me very excited uh, that he won't end up being another Kelvin Benjamin or another Devin Funchess. That, well, that Cam Newton will fall in love with him and they he, will have a, a beautiful a, fantasy baby. He's together. a different
0: style receiver than than Funchess and Benjamin. Funchess and Benjamin are those big big body go up and get it guys right dj moore is one of those smaller athletic you know beach in a couple different way receivers and that works to the the carolina game plan because you have you have that quarterback that could be a couple different ways you have that running back that is he a running back is he a receiver no is cam a quarterback is he a running back is he a linebacker getting the ball snapped to him like you know dj moore he's he's had a carry in four straight games as a wide receiver that's crazy you know he he's, yep. he fits into what they're what they're molding that offense. It's a bunch of bunch of guys that can do a bunch of different things and beat you a bunch of different ways. Now if they just get the defense to keep somebody out of the end zone once in a while, they they might be on the right track.
2: Yeah, that's the truth. And you know, and Funchess is is one of those guys that's just a you know, disappointment all over the place, right? And I've had him in a couple of leagues. Given every opportunity to to be the guy there. Be the number one wide receiver there. Was in that conversation earlier on this year. And now it's really nothing, right? I mean, uh, I like DJ Moore. I'm glad I picked him up late in the league. Um, I'm playing him every week to week over Funchess because he's actually becoming more reliable and a better start. So that's exciting. And, and then to top it off, he's not the guy with the last day more that had the most fantasy points. David Moore on you know, his side actually had a better game. Uh, overall, fantasy wise, so yeah, a couple of young guys to you know playing play well. It's it's fun to see. You, that. Could, you could
0: add DJ Moore to the list of guys I traded this year. <laughs> <laughs> Matt yeah. Ryan, DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, Lashawn McCoy, the list goes on.
1: Oh,
3: yeah, but you should Ste- you should name the players that you received
0: in Ste- return. Uh, uh, Stephen Diggs was another. Play- oh, well, guys, I got back. Uh, David Johnson. Uh, well, Alex Smith didn't really do anything. Um, Adam Thielen. How about Adam Thielen? How yeah. about Lamar Miller?
2: So, he had a yeah, good week. week while they were benched last week, didn't he?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, who was I going to take out? I don't know, Jim. Take, you, you lost to me. Which guy would I take it out of my lineup for him?
2: You could have taken out McCaffrey. You didn't really need him. Mm-hmm. Ah,
0: good <laughs> call. That's what I would. And have I said. still, I still would have beat you.
2: Sorry, <laughs> all, right. all right. I went back full effect. Next time we see each other, I'm going to be back full effect.
0: Yeah, me too. All right. Look forward to.
3: It. <laughs> oh, I I love this little yeah, tension yeah. that you guys have right I'd now. I like to
2: point out the first time you beat me in like the last three or four meetings. So,
0: yeah. Well, guess what? It's all about. It's not how many times. It's how many like it's it's quality wins. Uh huh. You you may win the early season matchups, but I win when it counts, buddy. Okay.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> mom just slapped daddy at the dinner table. I'm awkwardly right. eating We're, we're
0: probably going to be having this conversation again next week. Cause I think me and you are destined for a first round matchup in
3: the yeah. playoffs in, in our league of records. God, so. I hope so. God, I hope so. And listen, listeners, you should be hoping for the same yeah. thing.
2: I might have to go back and do a little history lesson. I'm pretty sure I have more playoff appearances in this league than you do.
0: That's fine. Whoa. That's fine. See, you're living in the past.
2: You're, you're, you're,
0: right. you're a, a a typical scared opponent right now. Well, have, you know, all them. you're, all you're worried about is what you've done in the past, and not how bad your team's going to get stomped.
2: Says every, says every Giants fan when they throw out how how many uh, Super Bowl you guys win, wins you guys have. It's okay. It's
0: all right. Still got three more than you.
3: Scoreboard.
0: <laughs> so, uh right. else? Speaking of disappointments. This year, (laughs) Philadelphia Eagles. Um, (laughs) Uh, uh, So there's been a bunch of teams that were considered like almost virtual locks for the playoffs. You know, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Jacksonville Jaguars. um, There's a couple other guys, too. I mean, um, Green Green Bay Packers. You know, there's been such a shift in the NFL this year. Nobody had the Bears winning the NFC North. Nobody had the Bears coming in second in the NFC North. And here they are a week 13 sitting there with a two game lead. Thanks, John Gruden. Well, basically. Yeah. Trade, trade, uh, transcendental player. <laughs> in, including hard. Mac.
3: I mean, we can give that excuse to the Bears, but like the question is, what excuse can we give to the Packers, the Jaguars, the Atlanta Falcons, the Philadelphia Eagles, like, how what What is the explanation for all of these teams just completely losing their way, looking – I mean, I know there are some injuries involved with all this. There's always going to be. You know, Fournette goes out for eight weeks. Um, Devontae Freeman's on IR basically from the beginning of the season. Uh, Philadelphia's just been, you know, uh, I mean, a, a friggin' hospital uh, erected right next door to uh, whatever the hell that stupid stadium is called down there. The link. link. You know. I'm just saying it's it's injuries are obviously a big factor. I mean, even even the Packers have their share right now. Offensive line looks terrible their, uh, You know, their star quarterback uh, got hobbled early in the season, but he's playing through it, which you know could be even worse. So, I mean, yes, injuries are a big factor, but I think it has a lot more to do with it. I think it goes a lot deeper. You look at some of these coaches, Mike McCarthy, Dan Quinn. I mean, these guys, you just have to wonder if they have the ability to transcend some of – I mean, Doug Peterson, we just talked about that last week, right? Like, is this guy just – did he get lucky at the right time? Or, you know, uh, is there a method to this madness? I'm not sure. Doug Peterson, to your point, was summed up in a nutshell to me on one play
0: in in this game this last weekend. You know, there's three and a half, four minutes left in the game. It's fourth and two. You're in field goal range, and he goes for it on fourth and two. Now, he got it. Right. They didn't get much more than that afterwards, but they took the time off the clock, kicked the field goal, won the game. But on the flip side of that, if you go for it on fourth and two and don't make it, you give your opponent the ball pretty much at the 50-yard line with three minutes to just go kick a field goal. That's it. Yeah, it's just it. it goes back to the Ron Rivera going for two instead of tying the game and going overtime when you're in the. You know, it's uh, Mike Vrabel doing it over in London with his squad. It's sometimes these coaches just you 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 overthink it a little bit too much. At the end of the day, it's about get putting the points on the board. You know, it's just I I look at some of the decisions that are made, and of course, I'm I'm watching for my couch and these guys are doing. So, clearly, they know what they're doing. I mean, they're obviously better at it than me, But me. something I just look at it, and then they, they explain why they were doing it. And you're like, but that makes no sense. It just makes no sense why you said that.
3: You know, in the heat we're of the moment win, on the sideline. We're trying to win a game.
0: Yeah, you're trying to yeah. win a game. You know how you do that? Not by, per- not by risk losing the game. You don't risk losing the game to win the game. You know, kick the extra point, go to overtime. Kick the field goal, put the points on the board. You know, it just yeah, some of the funny. stuff that happens baffles me.
2: That's funny, John. I think that's something that even maybe Ray touched touched on in a previous episode, right? It's it's does the the new overtime rules have coaches sort of, you know, a little bit afraid? Is it a combination of things where Now they think they need to be, you know, kind of sexy, creative, got to go for it, got to take the risk. Oh, and by the way, I want to avoid that over time because it's shorter and I may not even get a chance, you know, to even touch the ball into making poor decisions. I I don't know. I I don't want to blame it all on that. I think it's a combination of all these things, poor coaching, Mm a lot of injuries. And then I think stink, low, like teams just not stepping up to the expectations where they should be. I mean, you can, yeah, you can talk about that. I feel like that's Atlanta. Yeah.
3: I feel like that's Atlanta. Atlanta fits that category, you know, not not living up to the hype because it's really just, yes, their defense took huge injuries to begin the year, and you lost Devontae Freeman, but you have a, a pretty good backup who, I mean, let's be honest, is, is Tevin Coleman just destroying his, his free agent value next year by basically owning this job all season and not doing very much it's, with
0: it's it? It's not really on Tevin Coleman. There is
3: – like the Atlanta Falcons offensive line – is as bad as the New York
0: Giants. Is as bad as the Arizona Cardinals. You know, it's it's not a it's yeah, not a good offensive line. The lineup. New York,
3: but the New York Giants have Saquon Barkley, who's able to get well forty fantasy points to, a week. To, you know, to say that Saquon Barkley uh, one hundred all purpose to, to put yards. Tevin
0: Coleman in the same category
3: as Saquon Barkley is doing a disservice to Tevin Coleman,
0: and it's kind of insulting to Saquon Barkley. They're not <laughs> the
3: same guy. <laughs> I get you know, it's I understand you know, I understand yeah. that, but what I'm trying to say is is that Tevin Coleman is. I, I don't know. What would you call him? A, a low-end running back, too, at this point?
0: I think Tevin Coleman's – yeah, I w- I'd say he's a he's a mid-to-low-two high-flex.
2: But, but to your point, yeah. teams are going to look at him like, oh, he was great when Devontae Freeman was there and he was a spell guy or, you know, had his opportunity every few weeks, but he's not going to be able to carry the load.
3: Hey, that's I, that's why him. he's going to be in Pittsburgh next year.
2: With mm. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Connor, Connor's uh, pretty versatile himself, but I still look at him more as a, a power back. And I think that Coleman would be the perfect, uh, you know, the perfect compliment to him. The problem is, is that Pittsburgh is not really a two back system like, uh, you know, Pittsburgh likes to just run their bell cow, give him 9000 carries a game and, and just let him grind. It I, out so. I
0: think we're starting to see what we were worried about with Connor, too. I mean. <laughs> You know he has taken a beating this year, and it looks like yeah. he's fumbling a lot now. He's it looks like he's not a lot. I mean, he's had a couple key fumbles, but it looks like he's just kind of taken a beat and It's taking its toll on his body. And you know James Conner has been a hell of a story, a hell of a player all year. And don't get me wrong, I'm a huge James Conner fan. Just for you know what this kid's gone through, what he's comp- what he's accomplished. You know I think it's a great story. I think he's a hell of a player. I just think that.
3: He's not the kind of guy that can, you know, touch the ball 300 times a year. I mean, we'll see. You know what I mean? It's it's the same thing happened to Kareem Hunt last year, right? We talked about that a couple episodes ago, about how we weren't sure if Kareem Hunt hit the rookie wall, just not used to having the workload. But, you know, it looks like this year he's back to form. So, like, will the same thing happen to Connor next year? Will they roll him out as a starter? He'll look amazing for a few weeks and slow down towards the end. Maybe he works himself out of that. Uh, and hopefully, you know, my, my hope would be that Pittsburgh actually smartens up a little bit and kind of moves into that uh, that spellback system, you know, where they, you know, they don't put the guy out there for twenty five touches a game. It's great for fantasy, but you know, you wear a guy out like that, and it's just such a killer at the end of the year when you're trying to make the, you know, you're trying to win the playoffs. Uh, and, you, you, uh, you
0: want to talk about killers? Let's just let's talk about this. Heading into the final week of most fantasy leagues, week thirteen, week fourteen starts the playoffs in every league I'm in. And there's going to be some guys that are probably in the playoff hunt or in a playoff spot. You're missing some key players this week. Melvin Gordon, MCL sprain. Uh, they have him listed as day to day, but everything that I've seen with people with similar injuries has been a three to six week uh, window. So if that's the case, then you could pretty much pencil Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon owners,
3: out. So yeah. You know, the truth is, if the chargers continue to win it's more likely that gordon will not be back sooner because if they can uh, you know basically keep a, him healthy up, keep him healthy for the playoffs yes right keep cuz they're you know they're going to end up being uh in the playoffs as a wild card because they're not going to win their division not with kansas city playing the way they no. are so uh, you know they're definitely going to have to play sooner than later I, I i'll tell you what i'm a melvin gordon owner in more than one league in fact one of my leagues, my two running backs are Melvin Gordon and Leonard Fournette. <laughs> so, that didn't work out so well for next week. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, L- hopefully you you know, already, luckily I'm 10-2. Yeah, I was going to
0: say, hopefully, you locked up a spot already because uh, that's the next guy we're going to talk about. Leonard Fournette, bonehead move of the year.
3: Oh, You know, getting suspended for throwing punches. Why is he even involved in that skirmish in the first place? It's a play that happened, you know, 50 yards down the field from where he even that- was.
0: That play right you know? there,
3: that that scenario right there, is the
0: Jaguars' season in a nutshell. It's yeah. a lot of promise and just poor execution, bad decision making, and just just lack of wh- lack of ability for 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 lack of a better term. You know, you got a guy that knows he's the linchpin of this team going to throw him punches in a in a sideline scrum. What happens if somebody rolls up on your leg and breaks your ankle? What happens if you step wrong and blow out your knee? Like, there's so much. They're lucky that all that happened was he got suspended.
3: I mean, you're you're punching a guy's helmet with your bare hand. What happens when you break your thumb or a knuckle or whatever? It just so that, stupid. that whole thing speaks so, so speaks so to the
2: caliber of the of, of the person as well as. You know, just the mindset of the team and the coaching staff and it all trickles through and
0: you know, we've all been we've all been in situations where we've got heated and like things get out of control. The thing was, Leonard Fournette wasn't even on the field for that play. Carlos Hyde was in the game. Right. Fournette was coming right. onto the field for the goal line package, and instead of just going to the huddle, he runs across from his sideline across the field to the Buffalo sideline to get to a fight with Shaq Lawson.
3: He squared up. with him. Yeah. He literally put up his dukes and went for him. It was incredible. And
0: he actually thought that he was going to win his appeal to not be suspended. I mean, you threw like four punches, and then they got you into went a fight. Out of in your the, way. Apparently, they got into a fight in the tunnel
3: too. Not apparently. You could watch, You saw it. They had the the one camera zoomed in all the way from the other side of the stadium, and you could see the two of them going at each other. I mean, you couldn't see the actual physical altercation, but they almost got there. Yeah. It's incredible. You know what? He deserves his. I think he's lucky. He only got one game, if you want my opinion, and. uh you know what? I'll, at this point, as a fantasy owner of Leonard Fournette, I'll take it. I just, you know, I completely what, agree. What a, what a horrible! He season. definitely deserved
2: horrible season. He definitely deserved two, or, two or three weeks. I mean, two, like you said, it wasn't like he was in the middle, middle of the play. He in the moment. He he yeah. went out of his way to do it. That's that's step one. You start hey. swinging, throwing haymakers. But hey,
0: two. guess who's valuable again for
3: one week? Carlos Hyde. Woo! You know what's funny is uh, looking at that game, I think that Yeldon will end up having more points than Hyde you think? when that game is said and done. Well,
0: it looked like, hey, it, it looked like Hyde was the guy that took over for, for that. And he was, getting a, he was getting a decent amount of touches during the game while Fournette mm-hmm. was still in. But, I mean, that's neither here nor there. Another, a couple other uh, key injuries. Uh, Marvin Jones, who's like a solid flex play, maybe a low-end wide receiver too in deeper leagues, out for right. the year on the IR. Uh, Andy Dalton. Uh, Jimmy Reapered him; oh. broke his broke his thumb, out for the year. Uh, Jack Doyle, Jimmy Reapered him, you know.
2: Actually, I, I Reapered Gordon Dalton and Doyle to be to be yeah. precise. Yes.
3: <laughs> yes, you've got Gordon in the league.
2: I have Gordon in the league, but luckily I have Eckler in that league. But that that's going to kill me because I'm I'm literally in seventh right now. Um, and
0: by the way, can we uh, talk about something real quick? Yeah. I uh, Sunday morning, I woke up and I'm doing my thing and I'm watching I, forget, I think I was watching some news program with my wife I'm like you know what I want to do today I'm going to pick up Justin Jackson so I went on to CBS the platform that we use, and I added Justin Jackson no reason no clue why
3: I did it I- well because Melvin Gordon wasn't even a lock to play in this game because of a hamstring injury and uh, and I believe a knee injury, so I understand why you did it. It makes perfect sense, and it was a great move. Yeah. Well, hey, uh,
0: he'll great never move. play. But the more important thing is, <laughs> he'll never play for your team.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, the truth that uh, John, I told you, the truth is, I wouldn't even have added him anyway. I have nobody to yeah. drop to put him on the team. So, well, I had I had uh, a guy burning a hole in my bench, Wendell Smallwood, who
0: uh, you know, I picked him up last week, just thinking, oh, well, you know, if Josh Adams doesn't work out. He'll probably be the guy that gets the touches. Josh Adams is clearly going to work out. So I'm like, you know what? Get rid of him. There's too many guys between him and significant touches. And be honest with you, if something happens to Melvin Gordon, Justin Jackson might be the guy. So,
3: you know. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, uh, you know, I have Eckler on my team already, so I'm, I'm uh, excited about that. <laughs> Not, Not really. The, oh, no. really.
2: Not, Not the same time, guy. But,
3: but – you know what? It it is what it is. It's uh, I mean, anybody that expects Austin Eckler to suddenly become a twenty point fantasy Jimmy, scorer, we we had a guy uh,
0: in one of our legs say, Austin Eckler is just as good as Alvin Kamara. Melvin Gordon's holding him back.
3: Yes, that is a true the exact phrase. So, so I around.
0: I I asked the commissioner if he can give me access so I could change the guy's team name to Alvin Eckler. <laughs> <laughs> And just lock it, and he wouldn't let me do it. Oh,
2: <laughs> now, the problem is, especially because Jackson, so that, that he could do some things, Eckler's not going to get every carry. right? They're going to be in a little bit of split time here. He, they're, neither one of them's Gordon. And, and so that's, well, this that's is, actually this, the value.
0: This goes back to one of our first shows when we did Cuff or No Cuff. You know, there's some guys like, okay, yeah, this is a perfect scenario. Like Melvin Gordon got hurt. This is one of the guys that I think we all said no cuff on. Because if you lose a guy like Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler is not going to be the kind of guy that can give you that production. It'll be a nice fill-in. You're going to get some points out of him, but you're not going to get the 25 to 30 a week that you were getting
3: out of Gordon. You're just not. Right. It's, uh, that's a great point. Um, the only thing that could, I can argue against that is just that now that we're into the playoffs, the bye weeks are finished. At this point, if you have a stud running back, if, if you have Kareem Hunt, go and get Spencer Ware right now. You know, just go and do it. Because, yes, he's not going to be the same as Kareem Hunt. Austin Eckler is not going to be the same as Melvin Gordon. But at the same time, you you know, if you don't have a viable starting option on your team to replace that guy, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a lot worse. So uh, at this point, I think you should be handcuffing every major star that you have on your team. Uh, because at this point, you know, what is a couple of bye week guys going to do for you? Nothing, because there's no more bye weeks. See, that's so, where that's
0: where me and you – we, we we differ we, we differ completely there, because you're backing up your stars. I'm trying to get guys that are contributors on on other teams. You know, like if if I right. lose a guy like Keenan Allen, I want to be able to put a guy like Kenny Galladay in. There. You know, if I lose a guy like, um, you know, something God forbid happens to one of my running backs, I have a guy like Nick Chubb that I could put in there, or you know, I have a guy like that is a major is a contributor from another team. So I get what you're saying. Try to keep that production in house. Like, if you lose, right. if you lose your Kareem Hunt, you have Spencer Ware. But I, I try to go a different way with that. Like, maybe take a guy that's been a part of his team, his team's game plan the entire year, and just kind of keep him on your bench. That way, if something happens to the guy ahead of him, you have somebody that has has a proven track record that you know is going to go in there. You know what you're going to get out of him. Like these backup guys, you don't know if they're able to handle the load. Like Austin Eckler was a is a great backup running back but in the extended extended carries we've seen the last couple of year last couple of times he's had it he hasn't really been anything special you know I mean we've seen it time and time right. again guys some guys are just so much better suited to be a number two
2: right and I've definitely been burned the situation in, in, in previous years where I...
3: what was that Jim Come back to us, Jimmy. It's got to happen at least
2: once a been week, at right? Least, once, yeah. At least once a week, right?
3: Yeah, at least. All right, so go ahead.
2: Uh, you were, you I was saying, saying that I've been burning this situation before where, you know, I've, I've had the guy I thought was the backup, but actually, you know, when the number one guy goes down, the number three guy gets pulled up to be the bell cow and, you know, get, gets the touches. Some of these number two guys are really just what they're meant to be, change of pace, spell guys. and They're not meant it, to be.
1: It, it, and they're
0: and their role was going to stay the same. They're going to put somebody else into that position. That's absolutely right. We, we had said that with uh, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Stewart, and Wayne Gallman earlier this year, you know, until right. Stewart got hurt. We were saying, like, Barkley was going to be the first – was going to be the bell cow back. Stewart was going to be the goal line short yardage guy. If anything happened to Saquon, God forbid, it wasn't going to be Stewart that was going to get all those carries. It was going to be Gallman. And you've seen it. Gallman has replaced Barkley at times – or spelled Barkley at times for – you know, entire drives which it's for nice the Giants. Drives. Yeah. For the Giants, which is usually about three plays. But <laughs> you know, there's got there's uh. guys like Austin Eckler, there's guys like um Theo Riddick who they have their roles carved out on a team. And if the guy ahead of them goes down, their role stays the same. It's the guy that's on the bench that now gets put into that starter's role. So yeah, that's that's what makes it tough about trying to back your team back your players up because Sometimes the, back, the guy you're backing him up with isn't the guy that's getting the touches. So, so I
2: right. find myself kind of in the middle of the two of your philosophies, right? Because what you're talking about, John, is, is somewhat of a luxury in certain leagues. Like you're not always going to be able to get four guys that you can kind of consistently rely on or five guys that you can consistently rely on. So, you know, in that league where running backs started to get real thin real fast, that's, that's where I got Eckler pick him up. Yeah. I'm going to end up starting him. I, I, I don't have any other options.
0: <laughs> I, and, and you absolutely should. If you have Austin Eckler on your team, you should absolutely start him this week and feel good about starting him. But, you know, it's not like, don't expect to get a Melvin Gordon day out of Austin Eckler. Right. That's, I'm, not, I'm not saying leave well, Austin Eckler on your bench. That's not what I'm saying at all.
3: If he's in your lineup, on your team. Be a tough if matchup, he's on your team, right. put him in your lineup. Yeah, Pittsburgh's a tough matchup this week, especially in Pittsburgh. But at the same time, if you don't have another choice I mean I, here's here's a good example, okay, if you have to choose between say like Austin Eckler and I don't know, I'm trying to think of a Lamar a,
0: Miller a, a five, guy. five four guys
3: I mean honestly, if I have to choose, well Lamar Miller's playing pretty well right now and he's got Cleveland this week, so I'd probably go Lamar Miller uh I think I'm trying to think of more like a guy like how about Dion Lewis, I don't know Peyton Barber Peyton Barber, like I'm not going to start Peyton Barber. You know, over him. You know what I mean? Like that's not where I'm going with that. But. How about a, how about
0: a guy like uh, James White or Dion Lewis? You know.
3: Yeah. See, that's a tough. That's a tough one, man. That that's where you start getting. Like, I guess I go Eckler. I go Eckler over spots. both those guys. Yeah. Especially since yeah.
0: Uh, James White seems to be taking a backseat to Sonny Michelle again, and I just right. don't know what to think about that Tennessee offense. I do like that uh, Mariota's starting to show some
3: chemistry with
0: Corey Davis. It only took him. Two two seasons,
1: but
3: hey, it's still only it's still only what is it uh, two games out of five? Like I don't know, I'm not I'm st- I love Corey Davis, I just don't know. I you know it's I'm I'm not going to buy into that offense at all.
2: If I
0: can, help and it. then
3: um, a couple other guys, you know, tight ends has been notoriously
0: thin position this year across uh, across fantasy football leagues. Um, it got even thinner this weekend with Jack Doyle and Jeff Hireman both going to the IR. So these are guys that were like, Jeff Hiram has been the shuttle guy for me in a bunch of different legs. You know, I have Gronk in a couple legs. I have tight end issues in a couple legs, and he's just been a guy that, was, oh, him and CJ Uzoma. I just kind of shuttle them on and off my team depending on matchups, depending on availability of other players. So it takes an already useless dumpster fire of position, and you know, just throws another can of gasoline on it.
3: Yeah. So. Yeah. It's there, there's going
0: to be some key guys missing action. Marvin Jones, like, like we said, Marvin Jones, he's one of those guys that you build your depth with. You, know, you build the depth of your roster. You got a guy like Adam Thielen in your wide receiver one, you feel okay with a guy like Marvin Jones at wide receiver two or, or at flex.
2: Exactly. You know? yeah. uh, and Marvin the- Jones one also. I think we talked about this earlier. Also now has an impact on, on Galladay. because right, Golden Tate's gone? You know, or Golden you Tate get traded name? away. Yep.
0: Kenny Galladay, now you can roll double coverage on him. know it's going to be it's a tough situation for them out there in detroit a team that's already struggling this year now it's going to get harder for them look um yeah so those are some of the key injuries this week that's going to affect your lineups in week 13 which is it's the week to get into the show for most people i mean um if you haven't locked up a spot yet hopefully you're going to um what we're going to do in a in a little bit is we're going to get into maybe some of your roster questions on, on these playoff capable teams. We've had some people send their rosters, their lineups over to us as some help. We'll get into that in a little bit, but uh, Jimmy, uh, why don't you put a nice little bow on ride or die for the season? Give us uh, last week's standings or last week's results. And then the year
2: long standings. um happy to wrap up the experiment. That is ride or die. Uh, That's to 12 <laughs> week experiment. Um, um, so, Hey, for the first time, maybe in a long time, uh, we actually took down John a week. Uh, <laughs> not by much. And so John gets three out of six. Mike and I, we each get four out of six. You know, it was actually a pretty pretty good weekend. Uh, some of those matchups, even then, you know, the numbers we didn't give John, some of them were pretty close. So this was actually, uh, you know, all in all, not, not bad picks. Um,
3: I want to call out uh, John for starting the number one quarterback of the week, Kirk cousins. I thought that was a great start. Good job by John. I want to call out Jimmy for starting Nick Chubb against Cincinnati. I mean, that was, man, that was a great start. Good job.
0: Jimmy. Uh, uh, let me say something there. Jimmy actually, by making when, the way he talked about that on the show last week, actually maybe put Nick Chubb back into my lineup in one of my legs. And I got 24 points out of him, And it helped me lock mm-hmm. up a first, first week bye in the playoffs. So
2: boom, there, there you, you go. go. Providing value. <laughs>
0: and, and in doing so, I kept Jimmy's slim playoff chances alive too. <laughs> yeah.
3: And uh I want to call out uh me sitting James Conner against uh Denver. A lot of people I think look at Denver as, you know, um, a vulnerable rusher. Back back to back two hundred
0: yard rushers against them this year.
3: And and they yeah, haven't but... allowed a hundred I don't
0: think they've allowed a hundred yard rushers rushers since.
3: I don't know what was going on against the Jets and against uh, whatever the other team was, but it just – something wasn't clicking for them, and now all of a sudden it is. I don't know what the answer is there, but um, anybody going against Denver needs to lower expectations for your running backs. And
0: by the way, the Kansas City Chiefs defense just got a little bit better today. Eric Berry back on the practice field. so
3: Look at that. Welcome back, Eric Berry, man. Great team getting even better. Yeah, that's another guy like – yeah. Oh, well, you talk about that. You talk about the Rams. to Talib is gonna, gonna be coming back. If he's not back this week, he'll be back uh, in a week. He's right
0: eligible yeah. to come back this week. And there's Leonard Fournette fighting Shaq Lawson.
2: Good stuff So let's wrap it up, guys, for the season. Johnny forty-five, taking it taking it home, taking it home the trophy, whatever that is. And uh
0: I get to I get to shoot you both with paintballs, right? Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll be I'll be right over, and then uh, Mike and I I was gonna say Mike and Jimmy like it's not me, and uh, so Mike and I have it as uh, last I guess in thirty nine each, so that puts a, John I sort of calculated some some back of the napkin math here, figured out a total picks you're you're about five hundred, in your picks for the season, and uh, that puts Mike and I around uh, you know thirty three percent or so, so you know, pretty good pretty good uh, if we were hitting, um, yeah, well, those are Hall of Fame numbers if you're hitting. <laughs> 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 no, right,
0: if we're gambling we're broke.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we didn't put oh, money on man. this. Uh, Terrible.
0: So uh yeah, I'll I'll got I'll have the championship belt delivered. I will throw that over my shoulder next time you guys are out with me watching the games. Hopefully that'll be soon. Maybe week one of the playoffs. Uh, you never know. But um so Jimmy, you had a couple people send you lineups. Mikey had a couple guys send you lineups. Uh people that are looking to get into their playoffs or in their playoff picture looking to, you know, what are they looking to do with their teams this week?
2: Yeah, Johnny. So um, let's start with the first first example here to get people kind of thinking about this. Uh, World Champs has come to us with actually the uh, third spot right now, looking to get that, that coveted number two spot, that bye week, which could be really, really important. Um, and looking at you know kind of an interesting lineup choices, not a lot of depth on on this team, so we're looking at a team that needs to you know start two running backs, start two wide receivers, needs a flex, um, and on the running back side has Connor versus Chargers, Zeke versus New Orleans, and Chubb at Houston. Uh, on the wide receiver side, Juju at Chargers, Digs at New England, Sanders at Cincinnati. Um, I don't know, Mike. What do you guys think? Where do we start this?
3: Oh, that. All right. who do you sit?
0: So out of that I'm going to go with. <laughs> all right, so you said he had Zeke, right? So Zeke is in my lineup definitely. I, at this point in the season, I always say, and you guys know, I say this every time you ask me, start your studs. Zeke is in right. the lineup for me. He does not go anywhere else. Um, on the receiver side of it, I go with Juju and who? Who were the other two? Sanders and Diggs. Dig, so I go Juju versus who, – who's Pittsburgh playing this week?
3: The Chargers. Yes.
0: I go Juju versus the Chargers. And I go Diggs versus – I'm going go Diggs versus the Patriots. Now, my second running back there would probably be Nick Chubb. Uh, I don't, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go, I would, I would go I would. Nick Chubb. And I would go with Emmanuel Sanders at at the Bengals over Connor at the Chargers. I would kind of break away from that double up. I would I would break away from that stack of Steelers. And I would go yeah. So I would go with Zeke, Chub, um,
2: Juju Diggs, Sanders,
0: Juju Diggs and Sanders. Yeah. Uh, where else is that, that? That's it. He just wanted. Um, the wide receiver yeah, running so back. There's there. actually
2: an interesting uh, quarterback situation there, too, because if, assuming Trubisky comes back and is, is healthy this week, uh, he's got the Roethlisberger. So you could uh, it could almost triple up on uh, Steelers on this team if you want to. That, that See, that would scare me Trubisky. too
0: much. That's that's way too one-team dependent. And especially with as streaky as the Steelers are, they've put up some stinkers this year. Yeah. And if, that, if that happens for you this late in the season – It's good night, Irene. Man, you're you're done. You don't come back for that. Losing at this point in the season is it's over. You can't put that much that much stock in one team unless it's the Chiefs or the Rams. Well,
2: this individual go again in third, looking for the the second spot, can't be out of the playoffs, right? So, Trubisky, although he's not been, I think he's got a higher ceiling some weeks. And and,
0: Trubisky for Trubisky versus the Giants, as opposed to. Roethlisberger versus the Chargers. Higher ceiling for Trubisky, safer floor for Roethlisberger. So, um, yeah, I think at this point he's already locked into a playoff spot, so I would try to go for the point bonanza. And
3: uh, I would go with Trubisky.
2: All right. Mike, any rebuttals?
3: No, you know what? Uh, I have to agree there. I mean, it's I, – I know we don't like to agree all the time, <laughs> but – I mean to make the playoffs you got to do the best roster. Well, it's because that's, that's it. because
0: I'm right and you like to be wrong. So that's why we don't agree
3: most of the time. Well, I'm going to agree with you this time around. I think that's I, all those same reasons. I just I would do exactly the same
0: thing. Yeah, I just um and you know what to be honest with you, you could you, you could go with um you could go with Connor over Chubb, but I just think Chubb is the better player right now. I I, I really do. I, I just he seems like the, I don't know.
2: It's tough. I mean, for me. If you, if you have your studs in, right, that's, that's a done deal. Then you got to ride the hot hand right now. Connor's trending downward. Chubb's trending the other direction. And I would just, I would go with Chubb as well.
0: Yeah. I, I, I I think your lineup, you have to go, uh, you have to go Zeke, Chubb, Sanders, Diggs, and, um, Juju.
3: Yep. I agree. Sweet.
0: So, uh, Hopefully that helps you out there. World champs, uh, anybody else? Who else did we have send uh, this lineups? So,
3: yeah, I had a, a lineup submitted here. Uh, you know, basic, uh, basic flex league, two running backs, two wide receivers and a, a running back wide receiver and tight end flex. Um, tight end is not going to come into play with this team. Uh, Zach Ertz is this guy's tight end. So no decisions to be made. He doesn't even have a second tight end. Neither would I. Um, where he does have some question marks, uh, his quarterback position. Um, He's got Carson Wentz, who he's been rolling with all year, and Carson has not been playing well the last two games. He's got Russell Wilson sitting on his bench here. Um, Going up against San Francisco, uh, with Carson Wentz going against Washington, I mean, it kind of creates a a little bit of a conundrum. I don't see a conundrum there at all. I don't see a
0: conundrum there at all. I I see Russell Wilson all day in that matchup.
3: Yeah, so do I. Uh, you know, that's I agree 100%. I just think that Russell Wilson, who's going to be at home against San Francisco, I think that's a no-brainer. You got to go got to go there with Russell Wilson. Now, this is the uh, Melvin Gordon owner and he's also a Melvin Gordon owner that does not have Austin. Bad
0: record. planning, buddy. Bad planning.
3: Yeah, it's a bummer. So, uh, here's the good news. Okay, he's been rolling Aaron Rodgers out at, or excuse me, Aaron Jones out as his uh backup running back. And He's got LaShawn McCoy, but he also has Tariq Cohen. So it looks like he's going to luck out this week. Tariq Cohen's got an excellent matchup against the Giants. Um, I have a feeling, even in bad weather, that uh, Tariq Cohen's going to eat this week. So it looks like running back, he's going to be okay. I mean, Aaron Jones and Tariq Cohen.
0: Yeah, I don't even touch LaShawn McCoy with this – with uh...
3: Going against Miami at Miami. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just
0: – LaShawn McCoy is a tough – a tough figure or a a tough question for me this year because he's shown, he's shown that he has it still, but he hasn't shown it enough,
3: you know? Uh, Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree with showing that he has it. It, He doesn't have what he used to have. He just has, he has a lot of carries in an offense that, you know, um, gives him a lot of carries. (laughs) I, I don't know. That's really all I can say about it. Uh, he just – I don't know. I, I've never – you know me. I don't like LeSean McCoy. i would probably never have liked Sean, LeSean McCoy. And the problem is is that this is a great matchup, right? So uh, I still don't go with it, though. I think I still stick with Tariq Cohen, who's – I mean, at this point, the Giants the last couple of weeks have been a much worse against the run than a lot of teams. Yeah, NFL, that second half, so. Josh Adams ate him up. Yeah, exactly. So i I think he's going to have – he should just go with Cohen and Jones there. Wide receiver looks much better. Juju Smith-Schuster, Robert Woods, auto starts. You're not going to take them out of your lineup for any reason. Um, so here's the question. You have uh, uh, this group of guys. T.Y. Hilton, who's going against Jacksonville, a.k.a. Jalen Ramsey. Uh, he's also a little banged up this week. It looks like he's had a meet-and-stay today. Um, and then uh, you have Cortland Sutton wide receiver for Denver, who's going up against one of the worst defenses in the NFL right now, Cincinnati. I mean, where do you go there? Do you go Hilton or do you go Sutton?
0: Mm. So I'm not really – the only receiver I'm really in on in Denver right now is Sanders, and I I like Sutton going into the season. You know that I picked him up in a couple leagues. But um, I feel like Hilton is a more reliable player right now. I I feel like I would go – I feel like I would go with Hilton over Sutton.
2: Yeah, I mean, if this is your flex spot, I know, the, I know the matchup can be tough. I mean, but, I mean, Jacksonville's just not playing well. And I think Luck and Hill are, are locked in. You know, I think they're going to figure out a way. You know, they're, they're trending upward. They're doing well. Hey, I, 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 I do Hill, too.
0: Look, Jacksonville isn't as, as vaunted as we thought they were. You can throw on Jacksonville. You saw it last week. Uh, Buffalo. They, they threw all over. It, was, it wasn't even a question. Yeah, it, it, it's not like Jalen Ramsey can cover every, every receiver on the field. A.J. Bouye having a decent season, but you can pass on this team. It's not as unthought of as, as we thought it was going to be in the se- going into the season. And, yeah, uh, Ramsey's probably going to be following Hilton, but Ramsey hasn't been following receivers this year. He's been staying on his side of the field a lot of the time. So if they're smart enough, they game in a way to keep Hilton away from Ramsey, and he's going to be able to—he's going to be able to break some of those long, long uh, receptions that he's known for. So,
2: right. I tell you I, one I, thing: I,
0: I still think, I think, I think this is a weird, this is an odd case where Hilton has the safer floor and the better ceiling.
2: I, I was going to say, yeah, I'll tell you one yeah. thing: if Hilton's covered and bottled up, and then you better have Ebron on your DFS, dude, because he's the only other guy there that's going to get the ball.
3: Yeah yeah so i mean basically his choices at flex are hilton mccoy and sutton and we all like yeah i
0: like hilton over definitely over mccoy and it's
3: i'll i'll be honest if it's here's my advice on what's what's his status is he in the playoffs is he trying to get a spot yeah so he's he is currently in sixth he's defending his playoff spot from another team so here's the deal if you are trying to fend off another team, you don't want to swing for the fences. You want to put in as many guaranteed points as you, you can. You want to put in the guys and that I've... are going to get touches. You want to put in the guys – you want to put in the receivers that
0: are their quarterback security blankets. You know, you want those, you right. want those volume targets. I mean, you, those volume like vacuums, you know, it's the guys that are going to be getting the, the ball. You know, and look, I mean, you talk about guaranteed touches. This is where running backs come into their importance over wide receivers. Those guys are guaranteed the ball. They're not in a route. They're not in a backfield with three or four other guys. If it's a running play, it's most likely that running back. You know.
3: So let me ask you a question: Would you go LeSean not McCoy LeSean McCoy? Or McCoy. Or T.Y. LeSean
0: McCoy, like I said, LeSean but, McCoy has not been reliable this year. Um, right now, if you would have asked me, Tariq Cohen or T. Y. Hilton, I'd have a lot harder, tro- a lot harder time telling you to do Cohen.
3: Yeah, for- if if Melvin Gordon wasn't injured this week, that would be his decision. Would be his dilemma. Would be. Do I go Tariq Cohen or yes. do I Hilton? And, and, uh, and then
0: you can make an argument that it could be Cohen, especially with the more favorable matchup, uh, the more dynamic right. player, the young, like it's it's closer than it is with McCoy and Hilton, and definitely closer than it is with uh Hilton and
3: Sutton. You know, the only thing I could say is if you're so like let's say you're in a in a similar position, similar players, uh, but not a similar position. Let's say that you're you're one of the league leading teams that you're you know, you basically locked up the buy. You know, the really the only reason you have to play this week is to see how many points you can score. I probably would start Cortland Sutton just to see if, uh, see if I could get some sort of Hail Mary point out of that, you know, with Cincinnati. I, I don't know. Um, if, if you have nothing else to play for, why not? But that's that's about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, like I said, if you're fighting for a playoff spot, maybe you, you do reach for a guy with a higher ceiling, but Cortland, Sutton's hey, not a guy Cortland with a Sutton,
0: ceiling. I mean, he's clearly the second option on that team, right? You know, it just hasn't come and together just, yet for him. And it, it, Keenum, it will.
3: I think it will down the road, but not, not now. Don't Keenum's trust fighting him now, for his job. He's not worrying about developing chemistry with a
0: young rookie. He's worried about keeping his job for next year. Right. So he's going to be throwing the, the ball to the guys making plays, and that's been Emmanuel Sanders.
3: Right. So I think that's exactly what's going to continue happening. And keep Cortland Sutton on your team, guys. Don't, don't drop him. Don't start him right now until he starts showing consistency. Like, DJ Moore was in a very similar boat to Cortland Sutton right yeah. now, right? And now that D.J. Moore is starting to show us some consistency week after week, I think it's a lot safer to, to take a guy. Like, let's say this – instead of Cortland Sutton, he had D.J. Moore. Where would you go there? D.J. Moore. Yeah, exactly. Better matchup. I mean, that's, it's, it's a more dynamic
0: receiver, and it's um, – and we're not more dynamic, but you know, he, he's playing Tampa.
3: Playing Tampa. I mean, <laughs> play everybody from yeah. that game. That's it. the end, end of that discussion, right?
2: Yeah, pr- pretty much.
3: That's good. Um, we yes. got another roster. We
2: got another one more? Right yeah, I got I one, more one more if you want it. Yeah. All right. So here's uh, Chill, who is in the sixth spot, defending, you know, needing to keep his uh, spot, but could still lose it. Half point PPR, two running backs, two wide receivers, two flex. Uh, we already talked about Roethlisberger, Trubisky, so we'll take that, out, that conversation out. Um, let's talk about running backs McCoy, Tevin Coleman, Dalvin Cook, Jalen Richard.
0: Jalen Richard Jaylen, and Richard. And
2: Richard,
0: we're not Sorry. French, it's Richard
2: from <laughs> New Jersey. Lucky, I got that right. Yeah. Um,
0: all right, so all right, give me the running backs again, one by one. We have um, Jalen Richard it's at Jalen, yeah.
2: okay, at the Chiefs, Dalvin Cook at New England, at New England, mm-hmm. Tevin Coleman versus Baltimore, oh, and McCoy at Miami.
0: So I'm going Dalvin Cook and Tevin Coleman here. I know Tevin Coleman's got a rough matchup against Baltimore, but it's a rough matchup for him. is better than the the other two. His ceiling is probably the other two. Uh, his floor is the other two ceiling probably.
3: You're gonna think I'm crazy, but I think I really, I think I really do go McCoy and Cook in this. situation. See, I would
0: go. I would even. I would go Cook and Rashard before I went Cook and McCoy. Just because Rashard against, against the Chiefs, you know, that might factor in a little more. I just don't
3: – is this a PPR? I point. think it's at
0: half point, right?
3: Half point. I still don't know. Jalen Richard
2: is just uh, – I don't know. I, I hate Oakland. Oakland's <laughs> <It's laughs> tough. And when you hear the wide receivers, we might be coming back to these guys. So All right. Okay. So there's, there's a couple obvious ones. Yeah, Hopkins versus Cleveland, and and Cooks at Detroit, right? So those guys are okay. They're they're playing. Then yes. you have Christian Kirk at Green Bay, and Godwin versus Carolina. I'm gonna stop. I, I, nothing so, else and, for was and
0: we we have two running back, two receiver, two flex, right? So yep. right now I am Cook and Cook, and,
1: Cook Coleman. and
0: Coleman at at running back, at receiver. Obviously,
3: Brandon Hopkins Cooks
0: and-, and DeAndre Hopkins. So, we basically need two flexes. So, uh,
3: I, start the, I start the two wide receivers, man. I think Godwin against, uh, against the Panthers, you know, and uh, who was the other wide receiver? Uh, Kirk,
2: that? Christian Kirk at Green Bay.
3: I actually love Christian Kirk. I do like Christian
0: week. Kirk at I I Green Bay. And I think I might go Jalen Richard at the other flex. Hmm.
2: Yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, I like Kirk's rapport. They're starting to they're starting to build a rapport there. Godley just hasn't oh, done mind.
0: anything. I mean, he, he did more, he does more with Fitz's quarterback. He doesn't do anything with Winston. So Winston forces the he actually, forces the ball to Evans and apparently Humphreys is Winston's best friend and he just force feeds the ball to him too.
3: I was actually gonna say if if uh if waivers haven't run yet in that league, go and see if Humphreys is available and uh and throw in a waiver wire claim for that guy because that that would be the play right there. Yeah,
0: I I agree. With, I agree with that one. I I would start Humphreys over over Godwin,
3: but you know who else is going to be a sneaky pickup this week is Bruce Ellington, especially in PPR leagues. You know, uh, I think that uh, that Detroit because remember Bruce Ellington now plays yes. for Detroit. He was a wide receiver with the yeah, Texans. Well, that was
0: last year. Yeah, he's been with and, Detroit. He just signed with Detroit a couple weeks ago, right?
3: Yeah, right. Exactly. So, you know, seeing as how they're they're just, uh, you know, they're hurting (laughs) at wide receiver and the fact that they're more than likely going to be playing from behind. So they're going to be playing catch up. I just kind of feel like the the PPR value might be there. I think he had six catches in each of the last three games. Um, And I I think those numbers could even go up Well, uh, now that he's the legit number two option on that team. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. I don't I don't think you're going to be looking at a huge boom there. But if you're in a, a PPR league and you're looking for guaranteed points, um, you know I think he'd be uh, a sneaky sneaky stash there.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's get back to this guy's uh, yeah. roster. So right now mm-hmm. we have uh, Dalvin Cook, Tevin Coleman, DeAndre Hopkins, Brandon Cooks. Um, who did we say we're doing a flex? Uh.
2: I'm thinking Kirk, Christian, has- yeah, Christian, Christian Kirk.
0: Kirk was definitely one for me. And uh, honestly, you know what? Maybe go with McCoy at that second flex. Now I'm looking at it.
2: Yeah,
3: you know, put McCoy in at the flex. Let's let's agree. That's where we'll agree. Okay, if you're going to go, uh, if you're going to go with the two running back, you're going to go with Coleman at the running back. I guess it's stupid to sit Coleman. I mean, he is the guaranteed, you know, back for it. Yeah, because Edo right? Smith, Edo and- Smith has been given opportunity after opportunity, and. Oh, Shit, he's talentless. He's, he's not very good. Just, I'm not impressive at all. In fact, I'll be honest with you, man. I, I watched – you know, this is the same game now. In Baltimore, I watched a little bit of Gus Edwards. I understand he's getting the yardage. This guy is not nearly as talented in my eyes as Alex Collins. Alex Collins touches the ball, and he makes people, like, bounce off of him. This guy Edwards, he just runs straight down the middle like a bowling ball and hopes that people bounce off the way he was at him.
0: Rutgers, man. The, the, he's, there's, yeah. he's not – there's not much flash for them. It's, it's –
3: yeah, I mean, listen. I guess that's just for the read option. It's one cut. There. I guess they just feel it, these... he
0: fits the option better because he's a one cut and go guy.
3: It's a shame. I just, I, you know, what? I kind of like out. I've everything I've watched from Alice Collins this year. I've, I've enjoyed. I hope he ends up in a better situation next year.
0: Oh, there's going to be a lot of guys on the move next year. So, um, do we have any more rosters, or do you guys want to get into a little bit of Thunderdome?
3: That's yeah, good. Let's do Thunderdome. Cool.
0: All right, since uh. I lost my first ever Thunderdome. I guess I'll give some uh give some pairings to you clowns. See how you can mess this up. So um who wants to go first? I'm happy I, I will. I will. All right, Mike. So you guys know the rules. Give me an answer or I move on. If I move on, you do not get credit. If you do not get credit, you will lose.
3: Just saying that.
0: Just putting that out there. <laughs>
3: All right, hold on. Let me take a, a sip of my drink very quietly. Thank you.
0: All right, I'm Mike, ready. you ready? Trubisky-Winston. Wilson-Cousins. Wilson. Luck-Rivers. Wilson. Luck. Luck. Cam-Breeze. Breeze. Goff-Mahomes. Mahomes. Mahomes. Connor-Cook. Cook. Cook. Hunt-CMC. CMC. CMC. Barkley-Zeke. Barkley. Mixon Mac. Mixon. Michelle Coleman. Michelle. Davis Sanders. Sanders. Hill Julio. Julio. Hopkins Evans. Evans. Kelsey Ertz. Kelsey. Diggs Cooks. Cooks. All right, buddy. <sighs>
3: Not bad. I, I I didn't really sweat too much on that. I think
0: okay. Evans over oh. Hill,
3: huh?
0: Yeah, oh, no, he took Evans over Hopkins. Julio over
3: Hill. Oh, yeah. Julio, Julio over Hill. Yeah, dude, Julio's been on fire lately, man. I know they're playing Baltimore, but I don't know. I don't. I don't think I care right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so he took uh, Barkley against the Bears over over Zeke. Yeah, but he's playing Washington. It's another tough matchup. Yeah, yeah.
0: We'll see.
3: Or no, he's not. He's playing uh, the Saints. I'm yeah. Sorry, he's playing the Saints. That's it. That's still a tough matchup. They're like third against the, the runners. So. Breeze. Against, Breeze against Thursday.
0: Dallas over Cam against Tampa.
3: Yeah, I just I like Breeze. Me too.
0: Okay. Right. Jimmy Boy. Let's do this. We'll start you off with a layup. Carr versus Eli. <laughs> <laughs> <All> right,
2: <laughs> all right, all right. What? Carr.
0: All right. I didn't know if you.
3: I didn't know oh if you answered. Wentz, oh, I was trying to think about the real question. Again.
0: Sorry. Wentz Mayfield. Mayfield. Rivers. Big Ben. Rivers. Breeze. Mahomes. Mahomes. Rogers. Ryan. Ryan. Lindsey versus Johnson. David Johnson. Lindsey. Adams versus Edwards.
2: Adams. Adams.
0: Gurley, Kamara. Gurley. Miller, Howard. Miller. Jones versus Chubb. Chubb. A.B. versus Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. Thomas versus Thielen. Thielen. Jeffrey versus Cooper. Cooper. Galladay versus Woods. Woods. Keenan Allen versus DJ Moore.
2: Allen. All
3: right.
2: Holy I shit. What was, was the one, the one the you gave me?
3: I feel, I feel like his were rougher than mine.
2: Go over some of those wide receivers again.
0: Uh, wide receivers. You had AB versus Adams.
2: Yeah. Hey, I regret Th- that immediately.
0: Thomas versus Thielen.
2: That one that <laughs> one was rough because I wanted to say Michael oh, yeah, Thomas more than anything. Jeffrey, but...
0: vers- Jeffrey versus Cooper. You took Amari Cooper. Oof. Oh, can... Jeffrey sucks.
3: Why are you so angry with him? You just beat him this week in your matchup, and I'm the one that gave you the tougher matchups in Thunderdome last week.
0: i uh, got to be honest with you. I read the wrong ones for the wrong people.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, his, I feel like his were so much worse uh, does than anybody mine. Since Keith, um, Keith left, does anybody
0: want to do Keith's? So uh, I started Keith with Goff and Mahomes.
3: Uh, Mahomes. Then
0: Breeze Rogers. Wentz Trubisky. Trubisky. Cam Wilson. Dak Mayfield. Mayfield. Louis Michelle. Michelle. Brayda Lindsey. Brett Kamara. Clyde Mac, Mixon Cook. Thomas A.B. A.B. Fitz versus Robinson. Odell Robinson. Landry. Odell. Julio Hopkins. Sounds like a Julio. boxer. Nice. <laughs> Hilton <laughs> Allen. Allen. Yeah. So.
2: so if you do better on that set, it doesn't count.
0: No, I didn't mark
3: any of them down. So.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, don't mark them down. All right, we'll,
3: we'll play.
1: Yeah, back we'll the play tape. back the
3: tape. Yeah, but that's fun. You did good. So,
0: we'll see. Mike probably lost that because he made some awful picks. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Which means he'll do well. I thought you'd hesitate more on Kelsey and Ertz.
3: Nah, yeah. Kelsey.
1: Yeah.
3: Kelsey's my boy, baby. That's like my my baby. <laughs> <laughs> Two years in a row, I've been just riding him to the the fantasy beautifulness. I, I don't not know what, not going yeah, Paradise not
0: the only dude you've been riding for the last two years. So,
3: that's <laughs> right, baby.
0: <laughs> so, all right, boys. I don't really know if we have much else to go over tonight. Um anything else you guys want to get in? You want to get a closing argument in or you good to go?
3: You know, I'm upset with uh I'm upset with the Packers and and Aaron Rodgers and that situation, but you know, the truth is when you really sit back and look at it. I'm not necessarily upset. I mean, I, listen, I I don't like Mike McCarthy very much. I'm a little bummed out the injuries that they've been taking. I kind of don't like the way they built that roster. But the truth is I'm I'm not a Packers fan and I it just upsets me to see the Packers not doing well and not dominating, you know, that division and and even though I'm upset that they're not doing well, I am actually pretty happy that the Bears are doing well. You know, that's a storied franchise. They deserve to have a little success over there. And, uh, you know, the Vikings, we'll see if they uh, if they don't mess it up. Personally, I don't have a lot of faith in Kirk Cousins, so uh, I think they will. <laughs> and uh, that's – I don't know. That's all I wanted to talk about. So,
0: touch right on a little bit what you just talked about, um, front office decisions. Something that's been bothering me pretty much this whole season is – the the decisions made from the coaching staff all the way up to the, the 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 top of the organizations, I feel like there's been a lot of you know questionable decisions, questionable coaching calls, questionable personnel calls, um, just basically taking teams out of contention with nothing to do with being with what's being done on the field, and you know it's it's tough to be a fan of some of these franchises when. You go into every single year knowing that you're just not going to be competitive. Um, I give credit to John Dorsey over in Cleveland for m- getting that team competitive, but at the same time, you, you know you're still you're still kind of making the team a laughingstock by the way you handle the coaching staff. You know you could have made a coaching change going into the season; nobody would have questioned you. You do it midway through the season, and you get rid of the, the head coach and the guy that was supposed to be his successor. I get it; they, there was a lot of infighting. You didn't think you could trust either one of them with the franchise. But, you know, that's just one example. There's just all over the league the fact that you got a guy like Tom Coughlin out in Jacksonville scrambling to find answers for for a team that was literally a bad fourth quarter away from the Super Bowl last year. And now we're talking about a team from 12 minutes or 15 minutes ago in the Super Bowl, they're, they're five weeks away from being in the top five in the draft. You know, it's – there's just – Some of the decisions that are being made with these franchises and uh, by these coaching staff, they're they're just irresponsible. Uh, You look at the go—we joked about going for two. I mean, Ron Rivera doing it instead of tying the game and going for the win. You know, you've pretty much put your team in a three-game losing streak now because you lose that game, Mm -hmm. then you lose the following game at home, the following week at home to Seattle. And now, where you were once sitting, maybe looking at challenging the the Saints for the division, you're holding on for dear life to get that last wild card spot. And having to go on the road to, uh, wait, who's the three seed right now? Minnesota, uh, not Minnesota, uh, Chicago. Going to have to go to Chicago and play in Chicago in the winter? That's not going to work out well for you. It's just, they're just... The decisions you, – you talk about holding players accountable for their actions on and off the field. Well, you know what? It goes both ways. you got to hold coaches accountable for their actions on the field. you got to hold owners and GMs accountable for the decisions they make. And to be honest with you, like not a lot of these guys are hitting home runs. They're really not. I don't know. It just, just a lot of questionable management in this league. I mean, and we could talk about the officiating, which has been god-awful. Oh, too, but man, dude.
2: Yeah, I had to walk away from the TV last week. So brutal. Yeah.
0: Jimmy, you got got anything you want to finish up with?
2: All I want to say is right now. I guess that's about all we
0: got. And there's the Samsung (laughs) cutout.
3: (laughs) Well, that's all we have time for, Jim. Are you (laughs) you still
2: there, Jim? It's it's all good, fellas. Yeah, I'm still here.
3: You know what? Let's – I think we should just call it a yeah, an So, <laughs>
0: all right, boys. What we're going to do this week is, you know, go on, follow us on Twitter at Hot Seat Podcast One. The first ten people that follow us will get into the Hot Seat Podcast FanDuel contest this week. Uh, it'll be a twenty-team tournament, so you, new listeners will take up half the half the league. Um, you know, if you have any lineup questions, roster questions. Hit us on Twitter at Hot C Podcast One. Shoot us an email at hotseatffbpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, hit that subscribe button on whatever platforms you're listening on. And as always, thanks for listening, guys. Bye.